Welcome back to another episode of Crossing Broadcast. Forgot the name for a second. I'm sorry. Um, one more day. One more day. And then we have the Philadelphia Phillies for game one. Let's bring on Kevin Kincaid. We've got the Philly captain coming on in about 15 to 20 minutes. He's going to talk all about you know, his time down there at the NLCS, heckling everybody. A-Rod is now on his shit list, which who can really blame him? But before we get into that, Eagles make a humongous trade. Uh, get Robert Quinn for basically nothing, a fourth-round pick, and still, after getting Robert Quinn, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, A.J. Brown, Jordan Davis, the Eagles still have six picks in the 2023 draft, including two in the first round with the Saints, who I think are like two and five right now. Kev, Robert Quinn, 18 and a half sacks last year, only one this year. How are you feeling? Feel great about it, Pagans. Feel great about it on a Thursday afternoon. How are you? How is everybody? Um, the fam's good. Thanks for asking. I think Rush Joy is writing the – Howie Roseman apology post right now. Uh, Russ will probably have it ready by next year. So just let me know when you just let me know when you're done. And I'll get in there and edit it. Is uh, Kyle Scott going to get a blog up, or will Rush Joy get a blog up first? <laughs> that's a that's a good question. I, yeah, because I was joking yesterday. I was like, you know, if we took all of the drafts that the maestro started and didn't finish, and all of the stuff that Russ said he was going to write, but just never even started writing. Um, you and I could join Les Bowen in Punta Cana for a week, and we'd have a whole, whole, uh, full, <laughs> full slate of stuff, and we wouldn't have to do anything. Dude, you know? drunk tweet game four. I mean, hey, listen, Love sorry, it, sorry to Les, man. He's out at NJ.com. Supposedly, I guess they did something. They bought him out, or they agreed to part ways. But man, Les Bowen, if he wants to just drunk tweet the rest of the World Series, I think that is fantastic yeah, content. Living his best life, dude. I, I don't blame him. I thought, I thought it was great. Um, he referred to uh Sean Manea as Moana. Moana, yeah, close enough. He's got Polynesian roots, so there was something maybe a little insensitive, but I didn't find it to be offensive. Um, I'm white though, but uh, yeah, it's funny. I, I think the maestro has like 15 drafts that are just saved in uh in WordPress right now, so maybe maybe before he officially departs, we'll have to get him to do to do one. One yeah. final post, and maybe Russell actually start a start a post. You know, no, he's um, keeping the lights on. Commercial. Yeah, Robert Quinn, man. Robert I Quinn. Mean, yeah, dude. Um, you know, it, it just on the on the surface, it reminds me, um, you know, a little bit of them going for Jay Ajayi in 2017. You know, it's like you're a few games in, you're playing really well. It's like, hey, this might be the year. Let's go for it. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, giving up a fourth really is is not. Where do I want? Where do I want to start here? Look, Robert Quinn's not going to get you. Um, 18 and a half sacks this this year like, okay that's like an astronomical outlier or whatever he's 32 years old i guess chris long was 32 when he came to the eagles you know and he had a couple like strong years here and was a big contributor and like you know if a fourth round draft pick is is what how many fourth rounders pagan have they hit on in the last seven or eight years i think they've only hit on like two of them um, top of my head i can't think of any if, J if Dave can get in the background avante avante maddox uh, Jack Driscoll is a backup lineman. And, um, you know, I think that's pretty much it. Actually, Josh Sweat, I think, was the fourth rounder. So Driscoll, Maddox, and Sweat were like the fourth rounders that they hit on. I mean, last year they took – see if I remember this off the top of my head. They took Zach McPherson in the fourth. Kayvon Wallace was a fourth. Um, I think Sharif Miller was a fourth. I mean, you're, you're, you're not – you know, fourth round draft pick is nothing for a team that's accumulated a bunch of stuff. But uh, – they needed it anyway, you know, because they never they never really replaced Derek Barnett when he went down. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you had Hassan Reddick, um, you know, playing well, obviously, but Brandon Graham coming off the injury, not getting any younger. Josh Sweat behind him, you really didn't have a, like a bona fide fourth pass rusher, so uh, you needed an edge for sure. And like credit to Howie for going out and do it. And sometimes, you know, like those kinds of guys who are who were stuck on. Uh, you know, on crappy teams. Thanks, Bob Wankel wants to get it back to the Phillies here. Um, you know, they have a change of scenery, and then it uh, it works out for them. This is a very much pagan, like a Von Miller kind of kind okay. of. Okay. You know, this is like Howie's Von Miller, as uh, we've got the draft list now. Right so here, so, we go. I I got it for you yeah. right here, Dave. You're good. Uh, fourth round picks over the last five years. Zach McPherson. They didn't have one this year, and Zach McPherson last year. 
Then it was Kayvon Wallace, Jack Driscoll. Then it was Sharif Miller, as you mentioned. Then it was Josh Sweat and Avante Maddox. Yeah. Then it was Mac Hollins back in 2017. So basically they've yeah. hit on two yeah. in the last five years. Yeah. So it's you're not giving anything up. You know, I was listening to WIP, I guess, like on the way home after picking up my kids yesterday and they were talking about like, is this a steal or is it just a regular deal? I don't know. I mean, obviously, like last year was a crazy outlier of a year. But, you know, again, like you're looking at the the same concept, the same like Von Miller type of concept here. You know, like an older dude who's got a huge track record who just is stuck on a crap team. And so you're going to bring him in and let him play with a bunch of studs, you know, Um so to me, it's a win-win. I, I don't, I don't see anything, any issue at all with that. You know, Chicago is going to pick up most of his salary, and that was a yeah. position of need, and they went out and got it. So I mean, it does remind me. It reminds me a lot of the Jay Ajayi thing from from five years ago, six years. Ago. Marcus Spears on ESPN talking about it. He just they they flash to uh, the yeah. Robert Quinn highlight, and then there's Mark. They come back. And Marcus Spears is just looking up in the air. And that's just the encapsulation of the entire NFC. Just seeing the rich getting richer. Look at yeah. this. Doug Farrar at NFL underscore Doug Farrar. Robert Quinn has faced 58 double teams this season. Nick Bosa and Micah Parsons are each in the 40s. Imagine what that does for everybody else on the Eagles front. And I think that's where it starts and where it ends. You can't block Josh Sweat. You can't block Hassan Raddick. You can't block. You can't double team yeah. Brandon Graham. You can't double team Javon Hargrave. Jordan Davis or Fletcher Cox, like yeah. it starts and it stops with like this defensive line are, is just going to be able to pressure anybody in the NFL this year. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, they did get, they got to Carson Wentz a bunch of times, but Carson's like a statue at this point. <laughs> They're going to be playing some, you know, it, uh, if you or Dave can pull up the schedule, um, just the Eagles schedule, they're going to be playing some absolute stiffs um at quarterback you know um guys who i don't think are are very mobile at all you know that's actually like reminds me a lot too of um you know the 2017 uh thing as well okay so they got pittsburgh so we're looking at uh mitch trubisky or kenny pickett here right i don't know what's up with the concussion thing uh davis mills in houston uh taylor heineke with washington uh sam ellinger because they just benched matt ryan yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Rodgers on a Green Bay team that's not what they used to be. Then Tennessee, you've got uh, Tannehill, right? Daniel Jones at New York, right? And then you go to play Justin Fields in Chicago. You get Dak in Dallas. And you get uh, New Orleans and, and New York. I mean... You get the combination of Jameis, Taysom Hill, and Andy Dalton, or maybe nobody by the time we uh, play New Orleans. It might be a top two pick by then. Oh my God. So the so the best quarterback remaining on the Eagles schedule is Aaron Rodgers by far, not with the same weapons that he had. And then who would you say is the second best quarterback? Ta Daniel, Jones. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. <laughs> I mean, Daniel Jones playing out of his mind right now. Dak, the if he's healthy. One, yeah. yeah. The six and one Giants, baby. That is that, an absolute fucking dreck there, pig. I mean, look at that. You know, and then you add pass rushing on top on top of that. They probably would have been able to get to these stiffs, you know, without, you know, Quinn. But yeah, adding him is, yeah. No, it's it's great. It's awesome. I mean, everybody should be happy about this. I don't I it is the it is the rare Philadelphia Eagles move that everybody across the board and, and we're six and oh, so everyone's like on the mountain on the mountaintop right now. Yeah. But it's the rare move that everyone is just like, you know what? It's it's great. It's a great move. Yeah. Um it was funny because uh the argument was was not whether it was a good move, it was whether it was a really good move or an amazing <laughs> steal, right? So that's the that's the the delineation we were trying to to make there as uh yeah, Bumpy Jonas says hopefully closer to Chris Long than Ryan Kerrigan. Man, was I wrong about that Ryan Kerrigan move? I mean, holy crap. I just looked at him as like the guy who terrorized the Eagles over the years. And he was always like a stud down there. And then I don't think what, – what did he play like five games last year before even reg registering like a statistic? And he fell into like a – he fell into the sack that he had. Like basically it was like he was like – he yeah. like he was getting uh, uh the quarterback yeah. was getting like run up on and he like, oh, look yeah. what I found. So what do you think ask, about – uh? Go so ahead. let me ask you a quick question here. What, what what is okay? So they go get a pass rusher. What's your biggest concern for the Eagles? Is it still safety? Uh, yeah, 
yeah, I guess, but I, I like the way Marcus Epps is playing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I like the way CJ Gardner Johnson is playing. The, the biggest concern is injuries. I mean, you saw what the defense was like yeah. when CJ went out last uh, for, for a couple series last week. Yeah. Um, I, I feel good at linebackers. I, I love James Bradbury. I obviously love Darius Slay. The running backs are, yeah. are, are playing well. Um, it's, it's injuries. It's, it's O-line injuries and it's, and it's safety injuries. Yeah. Basically. How about you? Uh, I guess safety. I mean, but you know, Chauncey Gardner Johnson had kind of a breakout game, you know, yeah. against Dallas, right. Uh, you know, with the, with the couple picks and, you know, him coming back from the hand injury. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess, yeah. Keeping the offensive line healthy for sure. I still don't, don't know if, uh, I don't know. I feel like they could still use a power back, but I mean, they're running the ball. Well, Trey enough. Sermon action. You want, you want to get Trey Sermon in this bitch? I mean, is that the solution? Just getting him, just giving him more snaps. I, I mean, yes. people were calling for Josh Adams back, you know, three years ago or whatever, you know. So I, I don't want to fall into that trap. But I mean, you could always, yeah. I mean, there's good conversations to have. I mean, these are good problems to have because they don't really need anything. But uh, you know, if they're gonna if they're gonna play like a Buffalo or Kansas City at some point, I mean, I'm getting way ahead of myself here. But uh, yeah, then yeah, you want absolutely everything. You know, I've said it. it- this season is a failure if they don't make it to the Super Bowl. I know that's crazy. That's that's it's an, that's an insane sports radio take, but it, it's a failure if they don't make it to the Super Bowl because there is nobody NFC that can really play with them right now. There's yeah. also uh, it's Kansas City, it's Buffalo, and it's us, and we are just top to bottom yeah. have just such a well manufactured, a well drafted, and and it feels like 2017 the way that ha- how he's hitting on all these uh, yeah on all these picks and everything. Can I ask you a question about Roquan Smith? So you saw that yeah you saw that picture of him yeah. crying. Yeah. Uh, at the press conference, you know, I mean, this just adds to my Eagles boner right here because, I mean, this guy's crying after his teammate loses. So it means that Robert Quinn's got to be an A plus guy. Um, yeah. What's the protocol here as a media member? You got you just let the guy cry it out. I mean, I know he walked off after. I don't know how far he was into the uh, into the press conference. But as a as a big J guy who's been down at the Sixers, you know, media scrums a little bit. Do you let the guy just cry it out? And then you're kind of like. Maybe he'll answer a couple questions. Does the PR guy kind of come and save him? Like, what's the protocol here? Yeah, the protocol is you just kind of like look awkwardly at the <laughs> PR guy and be like, "What are you gonna do something here? Like, what's going on?" Yeah, that's awkward, man. You feel for him because uh, obviously the dude's feeling something. You don't want to be yeah. like, "So, Roquan, anyway, um, you know, what do you think about the Vikings coming up?" You know, you know, what I mean, it's weird. It's weird. It's like, well, like uh, one of my best friends just got traded, and now I don't have like another friend on this team, and we're yeah, we're kind of yeah. sitting in this weird purgatory area, and I kind of hate this team, and they won't extend me, and I kind of don't hate them and stuff. Um, do you have any like awkward moments as like a media member, like even either someone got really angry at someone, oh, yeah. or like yeah. what, which one? Any that come to mind? Oh, uh, I mean, there's a fight with me and Jim Curtin that's still on YouTube somewhere. Really? Where we were like yelling at each other, yeah, and then I waited. <laughs> I waited for him outside in the hallway and we started yelling at each other a little bit more. I had to be restrained by, uh, no way. I had to be restrained, restrained by Sean McDermott's brother. Yeah. Coach of the year, Jim Curtin, you and him, John. <laughs> That's right. Two time coach really of the year. Excuse me. I'll have to try to find him. Maybe we can play it on like another episode or something, but it was, it was, there was this guy who had a, a hat trick for the union. I asked like, Hey, you know, he's playing well, but he kind of slow. He, you know, he, um, he starts to slow up a little bit at the end of seasons. Like, how do you keep him going? It was an okay question. I kind of phrased it kind of shitty. And, and mm-hmm. he was like, well, you've been negative about this team and, you know, talking, oh, you know, oh, all oh. this stuff. And I was like, who, who me, you know, wow, the and then we, of the union you're saying, yeah, we just yapped at each other um, for a little bit and it was fine. Uh, fine. But, um, but yeah. And then, you know, I, I remember, um, there's, there's a lot of stuff that happens like behind the scenes, like off the road. I remember uh, Mark Narducci got into a screaming match with the one coach one time. Mark's like the nicest, like most like relaxed dude too on the planet. So that was that was strange to see. That was the crazy coach before Curtin, right? Yeah, the Polish guy. What yeah. um? Do you have any? Were you down there for the whole Embiid Ben Simmons get kicked out of practice thing, or are you not down there for that? When Ben Simmons got kicked out of practice, yeah, by Doc last year, yeah, yeah, I was down there. For, I mean, Is that I awkward, that weird energy. No, I mean, because we weren't in the gym when that happened. We were all still waiting in the media room. And then, you know, the news broke. I guess. I saw, like, all the ESPN people started looking at their phone. I'm like, oh, some shit just happened here. Did you they know? just walk off or did they stay? 
No, I mean, they all kind of stayed. We were all kind of milling around. I mean, you at the Sixers uh, complex, they have like a little media workroom, like right in front of the gym. So you can go in there, you can like kind of hover around the lobby or whatever. And everybody started looking at their phone at the same time. And that happened when we weren't, I mean, yeah, we weren't like privy to that, you know, but I mean, there's all kinds of crazy stuff, you know, like Ben Brett Brown pulling up in his Jeep and asking me about the playoff series, you know, and I didn't really know shit about basketball. <laughs> I think in my, my first year, you know, so, so that was funny too, but I, I yeah, I mean, that stuff I think probably happens more frequently than people realize. It's just like, like you, the cameras aren't off often aren't rolling. Like, you know, when we were talking about the Gelb and Apodi stuff earlier in the year, I, th- I guess we had Anthony on or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, I think he was saying like these kinds of things happen all the time. Yeah. It's just, they're not, you know, nobody really knows about it. Cause the recorders are off and the cameras are off and, and whatever. And that, that was a case of, you know, action news guy just kept rolling and didn't know it was like an off record kind of thing, you know? So we, uh, we'll, we'll touch on the new WIP team after the captain comes on. Cause he's coming on about two minutes and whatnot, but I want to ask you about potentially, there's a lot of rumors going around right now, potentially Kareem hunt, but then there's another rumor going around that Eagles looked at Christian McCaffrey and since they didn't get him, now they're potentially looking at Alvin Kamara, which would be absolutely insane. Yeah. Would you would you want that? Would you not like that? Because I mean, I would be afraid of that six game suspension, but his he's got some of the best lawyers in the game because they've pushed back the trial of him beating the shit out of that guy in Las Vegas three times already. And they don't expect any uh, I know Schefter said they don't expect any discipline until um, next season, which is wild. Yeah. I mean, I don't know enough about that. That's weird because you're because that's in limbo. You know, I think it was like when people are saying with the Deshaun Watson thing, it's like if you don't really know what's going on with that. Like, you know, it's, it's, you got to stay away from that because then if you bring the guy in, you might get hit with the suspension. You might not even have him for, you know, 10, 11 games or whatever. But, uh, I mean, that'd be another stupid thing that the Saints are doing. Like, we have your pick. We're going to get, yeah, you know, we're going to trade you if Alvin, Alvin Kamara. I don't know, man. Um, I would stay away from him. I would stay away from Kareem Hunt. I don't know. It's like he got a good thing going now. It's a likable team. Team's playing well, six and oh. You just got to pass rusher. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, there's a lot. There's a, he's got a lot left on his contract. Too. I'm looking at it right now. He's not. He doesn't. He's got an, a contract until 2025 when he'll be 30, and he's making 27 million when he's 30. And yeah. you know, 30 is the threshold where running backs just go just go to die. I mean, he's got 19 next year, and then two year extension. I think he signed. He's got. Oh, excuse me. He's got 16 next year, 16 the year after, and then 27 mill he'll be making in 2025 so yeah that doesn't seem like a that doesn't seem like a howie contract it doesn't seem like a like obviously he's the he's the king of of reworking shit and stuff yeah. that doesn't seem like a, a howie move to go out there and get a guy with off the field issues kind of looming a dark cloud over him right now so yeah. kareem hunt though if you do want that power back out i mean that's that's an instant upgrade Say i think that's an underrated now. topic by the way like i really do the fact what? that the eagles have not had um like head cases and um you know problematic players and stuff like that i mean normally when that shit happens they nip it in the bud like who's the it's a west virginia guy who fell asleep in his uh car with like a gun or something what was his name um i forget i, I know who you're talking about Will, I uh, um god i can't remember yeah i mean i should know that but and then like you know josh huff allegedly speeding across the Benny with like a gun or something, uh, you know, hollow point bullets still hollow point. Yeah. But I mean, if you think about it, like over the last five years, since the Super Bowl, like the biggest, uh, like what's the biggest off field incident that they've had. I mean, like Lane Johnson had the PED suspension, Nigel Bradham clocked the cabana. By the way, why do we always say cabana boy when we're talking about that? Cause the guy was like an old guy, right? It's like, cabana, I don't know. Cabana was he a patron or was he cabana? Yeah. A cabana, <laughs> cabana senior elder, cabana, yeah. cabana mid-age. Guy. I don't know. But between, I think it was like Lane Johnson and uh, Nigel Bradham, I guess. I mean, Michael Kendricks was not an Eagle when the uh, insider trading ship broke, oh, but they really, they really haven't had, I don't, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that they've had a lot of, um, I mean, they did kick the tires on Deshaun Watson. So like, he, but there's he, there's difference. He looks around, but there's a difference between doing due diligence and then like saying, "Ah, oh, fuck it, let's let's you know do it." You know, I mean, Jerry Jones would, and maybe the Eagles think differently, but we'll give them the benefit of the doubt, I guess. We'll 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 do that today. All right, let's bring on the Philly captain. You've seen him. You've seen him probably on every morning show in the tri-state area. You've seen him on now New Zealand, or you've listened to him on New Zealand radio. You've seen him heckle everybody in the bullpens at Citizens Bank Park. 
Philly captain, how are we, brother? Kyle, I'm doing fantastic. Every time I get to look at your handsome face, I'm doing real good. <laughs> you guys are probably like close friends. Haven't you bumped into each other like 10, 15 times oh. this year at this point? Yeah, we fed the homeless together. Uh-huh. What do you think of that? Yeah. yeah. Well, what homeless are you feeding out there, Kev? Uh, not a lot of homeless out here in the North Penn region, but if, if there was, I would. I don't think you would. Not the way we did. We fed 12 people. We uh, grilled up some hot dogs in the Philadelphia park. Yeah. Walked around. Kyle was definitely afraid of the homeless people, so I had to hand out the food myself. <laughs> it was a good time. Like Kev said, not a lot of homeless people I uh, I, I came encountered with in, uh, in the North Penn area. But, yeah. hey, Captain, you stood with the Fandemic crew back in 2020 outside the ballpark watching most games and – now, two years later, you're telling A-Rod he stinks. You're on every local news station. What's this ride been like for you, my man? Um, It's been going pretty crazy all baseball season. I've been having, like, the I yelled at Angel Hernandez mm-hmm. um, earlier this year. Um, it's, it's, it's just a wave. Everything's a wave that you go through. Uh, a, a year or two ago, I did something with Flow Rider that kind of had, like, a viral moment. Uh, but uh, this is a lot of fun right now because um, uh, I've been making Phillies videos and hanging with the pandemic crew for about um, I don't know, two years. And uh, it's just cool that we're getting uh, people know how much we like the Phillies, I guess. Did you win the Phillies lottery ticket system? Nah, yes, I, I'm, I'm going to the World Series. You are going to the World Series. Did you win the lottery or I mean, I know you like. You know, you, you you rub elbows with the big man upstairs. John Listen, all, I, all I can say is I'm going to the World Series. That's all. <laughs> that's all I can say. But I'll be there for all, all well, the two games in Philadelphia because that's over after game four. We're done. We're partying. Yeah, how do you feel about the Astros? You nervous? Nah. Listen, there's nothing to be nervous about. We're not even supposed to be here right now. So it's it's just a you know who gives a shit what happens. I'm 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 not nervous whatsoever. I, I if, if I was nervous, I would have been nervous for the Braves. And we we you know we beat the shit out of them. So it's very exciting. Captain, what do you do for a living? Do you have a job? Because it seems like you're always at the stadium. I I make YouTube videos for a living. So oh. I make a living doing YouTube. I have a Patreon. Uh, I host events all around the city, like uh, Quizzo and stuff like that. And um, I do cameos. I do cameos, too, now. Um, and uh, that's that's how I make a living. I also have a fiancé who has a job. And together with our incomes, we, we can make this happen. It's America dream right there. Hey, cameo, how's cameo going? Like, what, what's a, what's a, give people a taste of a cameo. I, I expect there to be a dickhead. You stink. Uh, usually, uh, like, I'll tell you the worst thing is a guy sent one in. He goes, yo, my girlfriend uh, is a Red Sox fan. Lay into her. I must have called her a bitch three times, like, because she was openly rooting for a team. Like, like, she was rooting for the Cardinals against the Phillies. And I was like, you unsupportive bitch. How could you not care about your boyfriend? Don't you want your boyfriend happy? You must be horrible in bed. Stuff like that. <laughs> That's a cameo you can expect from the Philly captain. Who's your biggest enemy? You got A-Rod. You got Eddie Perez. You've got the Mets scumbag. Um, who's Who's your biggest enemy, you think? I don't have any enemies. You got um, enemies. No, I, don't, I, I mean, I, I, when I attack people, that's not really attack. Yeah, oh, tell, you don't have enemies, but you're just going to say you attack people. Okay. <laughs> when I when I tell people they stink, it's usually people who are universally hated. Ben Simmons, Angel Hernandez, Zach Campbell, Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. I'm just the voice of the nation, just telling these people what they need to hear. So what happened with the first – I'm trying to get him off straight because you've had multiple – encounters with eddie perez the uh braves bullpen coach did he have did he ask security to have you like tossed or moved from that first video or what what happened yeah yeah yeah. all right so the first video was um the uh the bullpen that the, all the players in the bullpen were walking up the steps and i said something like welcome to your worst nightmare i'm gonna torture you for nine innings and i'm just gonna be yelling at you and harassing you and Eddie Perez was like, no, you're not. And I said, oh, maybe a half an inning? Can I harass you for a half an inning? And he's like, no, I want you to go home now. And he, he kicked me. I, I think he thought they were when you get ejected from the bullpen, they don't make you leave the stadium. You just can't heckle at the bullpen no more. So he thought he kicked me out of the stadium, and he didn't. What he did 
will start the greatest feud in baseball, me and Eddie Perez. Bigger than you and the Mets scumbag? Yeah, who's he? Nobody even talks about him no more. Everybody talks about Eddie Perez. Listen, I, I he he's beneath me, the Mets scumbag. I'm a, I, 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 I heckle professional athletes now. Um, Fuck that Mets scumbag. He's a dork. He, I, I, I hate that guy, by the way. <laughs> Hey, Captain, what do you have there? You, is there a mic in front of you, like a, a couple feet or something? I'm getting some static static when you were saying that last thing there. Oh, there's there's no microphone whatsoever. I'm using my iPad. Okay. Hey, um, all right. Do you want let me Dave, do you want him to re to rejoin the show? You think that would fix that? Oh, let me try this. Let me yeah. try this. Maybe I'll plug in on microphone. Yeah, I don't want you to be all static and, and stuff. Nah, like, or yeah, an audio can... podcast. You don't want me to sound like shit. How's that? <laughs> yeah, so probably. All right, let's see what we got out of, the, out of the testing. Testing one, two. Still this a little is, cracky there. Still a little. Yeah. Sounds like a rod. Yeah, yeah. Does a rod sound cracky? All right, yeah. well, you want me to lock back in? Or? Yeah, come back in. Yeah, because you sounded good to begin with. Here, let's just get you here. Just just um, rejoin the show, and we'll get you back on, all right? All right, I'll be back at 2, two, uh, two minutes. Okay, all right, cool. Kev, who's yeah. your favorite uh, rival that he's he's encountered? Um, Eddie Perez, for sure. Really? Yeah, because he just seems like such a, like a curmudgeon, you know, like... Um, he did punch... Who did, He punched one yeah. of the... He had a really big fight uh, in the vet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh God, who was it? Who was it with? It was. Um, it's kind of a sucker punch. Was it Pete Incaviglia? It might have been Pete Incaviglia. I think. Yeah. Um, the I best, think I wrote about it actually. Um, yeah. The the best one I think, and I don't know if you've seen the video, and it's 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 great because it adds a caveat to it with Chris O'Connell in it. It's when uh, Ben Simmons came back to yeah. Philly. And he's following Ben Simmons around saying, You stink and I don't like you. Yeah. And then we have and then we have uh Chris O'Connell literally skirting through security because they were worried about the Philly captain. One of Ben Simmons' security guys or the Nets guy bumps Chris O'Connell. He takes first contact, keeps moving, gets the shot. It's an all-time video. I mean, the shot that he got, it looked like the apocalypse was coming down on Ben Simmons. It was um it was Paul Bird. Uh no. Who, who he was fighting fighting with yeah um back in uh god what year was that because bobby cox i think was suspended too or something <laughs> i don't like, remember it feels like it was so long ago but, oh look at that fucking oh hey, that's a fucking yeah. what a sucker punch by by uh eddie perez i mean he was literally behind the ump and eddie's yeah. just throwing right-handed haymakers to his throat yeah yeah uh, let's bring the captain back on here and see right, if we get got the captain better. back on here. Yeah. Oh my What's god! Oh, I didn't know. Look he at had you. A, I yeah. didn't know he had a violent streak like that. That's terrifying. Yeah. I know. He's gonna kick your ass next. Oh, he's a little. Yeah. He's a little overweight now. You sound a lot better, man. Hey, so what? What? Um, there was the other video then too, where was there like a kid hanging over the bullpen, like yelling at Eddie Perez or something? And then there was. Uh, like remind me again what happened with that because I feel like there was a second video like a couple weeks there, after that there, first. there has been I think there's five parts of the Eddie Perez saga <laughs> and they're all in my I have a YouTube channel you can watch all the uh, vlogs um, the, the one where he kicked out a kid there was a kid wearing the Yankees cap and he was just like hey can I get a ball can I get a ball and then he was like no because he, he's a miserable pile of shit and he was like no 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 ball for you and then the kid kept asking which is annoying. And Eddie Perez is like, ah, you're out of here. He kicked him out. And then I just leaned over the barricade and I said, yo, Perez, you're a grumpy Gus. And then he kicked me out. <laughs> what, a, what an insult. What, um, yeah. you, has foul ball guy ever contacted you? Zach that was Campbell? Prob- yeah. No, 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 no. He, he, he lives this life where if, if you um, make jokes about him, he just blocks. He's one of those. Guys. Oh, he's a blocker. He's a blocker. He doesn't, he doesn't, you know, you could either I just do the ignore, right? But he he just blocks. I would love, I would love that. I saw he took a hater to one a game. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but that was a New York. That was a guy who wrote for the New York Post. Like that's an easy one. Like he right. that. What's that guy gonna do? That guy's not gonna. He right. he's not gonna write a fair and balanced critique after that. Like you took him to a free game. You on the other hand, you're authentic. If you hate a guy, you'll hate a guy, whether you meet him, whether he takes you to a game or not. I think they need. I think the people need you. Well, here's the thing. Every time he catches a ball, he's stealing joy from another human being. 
and he's caught a ball 12,000 times. Now, I don't know if either of you two caught. Have you guys ever caught a foul ball at a game? Or, or No. It's, it's, it's I caught a home run ball at a Reading Phillies game. What, wasn't that exciting? Wasn't that a good time? Right? It was, it was terrifying. Cool. Oh, but okay. Well, Zach, maybe Zach Campbell's the protector of children. Then. I don't know. No, but it's a pretty good feeling when you get a foul ball. And every time he catches a ball and hands it to somebody, he steals that joy from everyone. And I'd much rather catch a ball myself than have a 45-year-old virgin hand me a ball. See, listen, I'm glad you said it that way because you hit the nail on the head and it's something that I've been trying to like articulate every single time we write a story about that because people will come back and they will say, hey, Zach Campbell gives away a lot of balls. He does some stuff for charity. You know, the kids end up getting them. It's not about that. It's about it's not about getting a ball. It's about the experience of catching right. the ball and having it come to you in the stands. Right. So if they get the ball, but you're still denying them that moment, then it defeats the whole purpose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And he does he, first. He has trash cans of balls in his house, like three or four trash cans. So he does not give every ball away. That's horseshit. That's just it's just not true. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. He's a, he's a jerk off. Like I say, he's a jerk off. <laughs> it seems like a cool idea to do that. Go around the stadium catching balls. It, I mean, you hear it. It's like, oh, that's a good idea. But yeah. then you think about it and, and you see how many times he's done it. And he's he's extremely aggressive. He, yeah, I know, I know, you're not a big fan of Butch from Maniuk, but Butch oh, from Maniuk, we didn't say that. Oh, listen, Butch from Maniuk is my friend, and he Zach Campbell was ran over like there was a ball, and Zach Campbell jumped over like three aisles, and he almost knocked over Butch, who's almost seventy years old, or he is oh, seventy man. years old. So the fact that he's that aggressive still after 10,000 balls, he needs help. He needs help uh, uh, mentally. Was that the video where he ate shit on like the first row when, when he jumped Uh, over Butch? I wish, I wish it was, but no, Uh, it's not. It was a, it was a, a, some national guy got, it was a first home run. So that's his thing. He likes to get the first home run so he can trade it for swag. So he wanted to get, you know, but it's, it is what it is. See, I sit here thinking to myself, like I've got a three-year-old and a one-year-old. They're like a little too young to get down to the ballpark but say they turn say the one turns five and we're down there and we're sitting in left field she's she sees a ball coming her way or like you know we reach out to grab it or something and zach hampel comes flying over top of my head and like snags it mm-hmm. and then my, my five-year-old turns to me and says daddy what what happened there like what was that all about who is this man you know <laughs> like right. i stay here thinking like how the fuck do i explain this to her it's like i don't know it's a grown man who shags baseballs and, are you throwing uh, hands with zach campbell I don't know. It's been a while since I've been in a good fight. I'm kind of jonesing for one, if we're being honest. But, uh. <laughs> no, I, I, I've had I've had people who who like the head, like big, big, big security guards at Citizens Bank Park, yeah. pull me aside and thank me for yelling at him. He's like, the guy's a fucking danger. He just runs yeah. around like a lunatic. They thanked me for yeah. For, uh, forgetting for on them well i think the one that kind of i was a little ambivalent to to begin with i mean and then like formed an opinion a little bit later but i think when he had the run-in with the usher in colorado where the mm-hmm. usher was saying that he was like entering the handicap area yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. one thing if you're going to be like aggressive and like kind of like push in front of somebody if you're like in your section or whatever but if he's like leaving the section entirely to go to where a guy's like sitting there say in like a wheelchair or something okay now right. like, now we're talking real shitty you know Right, like imagine that section that says this bank park, you see the handicap sections. Well, that's what that was at Coors Field. It's roped off, it's for it's for people in wheelchairs. And Zach Campbell, it seems to me, just my opinion, he doesn't like handicapped people. That's all. <laughs> that's just an opinion. That's not a fact, you know. Just yeah. Yeah. Captain, your audio sucks again. Take unplug your thing and then plug it back in. How about now? Oh, that's even worse. Really? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> No, nope, nope, absolutely terrible. You're getting worse, actually. Like, we, like you know, when you're doing like the hot and cold right now, you're getting colder. Oh, you're getting wow. away from. Yeah. How about how about now? How about absolutely? Now? Might be even worse. I don't honestly. know why it's staticky. That's weird. Because if it was like that's happening, I mean, you sound a... like a robot right now. <laughs> you sound like the Zach Hample three thousand. Yeah. If it was the internet, it would be laggy, but it sounds like a microphone thing. You know what I mean? Not, I've used three different microphones. How about now? And it sucks. Get the fuck Absolutely out of here. sucks. Uh, I mean, do they not get internet in Bridesburg? 
What? Internet. Not get audio? They don't get audio waves, audio transmission in Bridesburg? Listen, I talked to people in Australia or New Zealand yesterday. It worked fine. It must be you guys. That's all Yeah, I'm it's us. Yeah, it's, it's definitely us. Let me... Well, we come back in. It sounds like it works good for every three minutes. I mean, come I back in one more time. One come more back time. in one more time. I like talking to you guys. This is good. All right, All right do, do it one more time. All right. Jesus Christ! The How did that get progressively worse? He started. He started to sound like he was like, uh, I don't know, like he was flying off into space or something. Like that. It was a robot voice mixed with a Bridesburg voice, which is <laughs> the craziest. <laughs> which is like the nine nine. sexiest accent in the country. <laughs> behind the philly accent <laughs> i used to get i used to use the post office in bridesburg by the way what is bridesburg like i feel like it's port richmond but except even more philly bridesburg is probably like the most philly neighborhood i've ever been to Little yeah. salt of the earth factories out of the earth just like there that are know, run down been there for 100 years class yeah I mean, it's like the poor generations the not a lot there yeah you got some corner bars like a wawa up there I used to go to that post office because I didn't want to fuck around with the post office on Frank on a on a Frankfurt or whatever. It was like a disaster. So I'm like, here I am. There's never anybody at the Bridesburg post office. So that's my Bridesburg uh, story for you. Um, All right. Well, here he's back. Here comes the robot. Yeah. All right. Let's try him one more time here. Philly captain part three. How you feeling, brother? No, he can't oh, no. fucking hear you. You're now an asshole. Do- Are you doing this on purpose, asshole? Oh my He's god! Giving, oh man! Anybody have questions for the Philly captain? Yeah, Bridesburg is so scary. There's one road in, one road out. LOL. <laughs> and then some guy just said it burnt down. Is he talking about the post office? <laughs> the post office burnt down. Holy shit! Oh no! Oh, it, was my a, god. it was like the smallest post office on the planet. You'd think that you were in like uh, Bumble, you know. Bumble F. Yeah, what's the uh, what's Bumble F for the urban areas? Like obviously Bumble fuck is like Harleysville off by you, but yeah, Baker yeah. Town. Bumble is there that's kind of an oxymoron, isn't it? Like Bumblefuck Urban. <laughs> urban yeah, I guess urban. so. I guess so. Yeah. Um he says, okay, so we're getting methane TV says yes, it burned down. The Bridesburg post office burned down. My girlfriend's dad was one of the owners. Can you own a post office? I thought that was owned by the government. I don't know. Maybe you can like franchise it like a Wendy's or something, you know? All right. Yeah, hey, here's com- here comes Captain. Right, part, captain four. part four. <laughs> here he is. No, we can't hear oh, you. We didn't even hear him. At all. <laughs> you know what? Hey, listen. I love you. I'm sure we're going to do more videos in the future together. Yeah. We'll be talking. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, this is live. This is live YouTube right here. Oh, oh wait, we got him. Wait, we got him. Here he is. WIP, you're on the air. <laughs> okay. you actually sound pretty good so we'll have you we'll have your audio for about two to three minutes yeah. and then uh once you go robot again we're just gonna have to kick you from the from the stream are you the uh are you the new wip midday host i i i wouldn't i wouldn't want to be that if you paid me a million dollars ain't nothing worse than a wip you, caller wip you call- liar you're wip liar. callers are the worst million dollars for right, million, dollars. million dollars yeah i would do it okay yeah but all right Five dollars, I wouldn't do it. But okay. yeah, it, there's nothing worse than a WIP caller. Um, I usually listen to WIP just to hear the host and analysis for about five minutes. Then they go to the phones and then they start talking about nonsense. Like, oh, remember? I hate when they talk to the host. They're like, oh, remember that time you met me at the car dealership? No, dickhead. Nobody cares about the time you met John Ritchie at the car dealership, asshole. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. fucking drives me nuts. Captain, I think a lot of people listening to this right now would be like, are shocked that you don't like the Philadelphia WIP caller because you sound exactly like the Philadelphia WIP caller. I know I'm coming. I told you this. I'm coming to grips that I'm one of those people. (laughs) Um, I'm face paint guy. I'm butch from Manny Unk. Um, but it's okay. You know, how do you feel? How do you, how do you like to be? Cause it's funny now because the said guy is great. And we were talking about this at, uh, at Fox 29 when we ran into each other, but like some people are kind of, uh, going the other way on said guy now because he's been just shoved down our throats not by him yeah, but right. by the local tv stations oversaturation do you yeah. or do you ever worry that you are going to kind of go the way as the said guy or you and philly sports guy are going to go the way as the said guy do you feel like do you like being grouped in with these guys or you think no i'm original i can do youtube stuff i can do phillies but i can also do kensington 
Like, how do you yeah, feel? Yeah, I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I, I have a career besides sports. Like, I okay. do stuff besides sports. Uh, I do document Kensington. I yell at the mayor once in a while. Uh, if there's a shooting, I'm around. I'll document that. So I have like a thing going on while the the other guys are just you know well no face paint guy got a whole thing going so no we no I yeah I, I don't I don't mind being linked in with those guys and the said guy is actually a super super nice really guy nice guy yeah yeah, yeah. He's like a, but he's he's like a he's like a he's like a Woody doll you know you pull the string <laughs> he's, that's one thing listen he he makes people happy every time he says it so it as really long does. as he's making people happy i have no problem with it yeah you got to protect the brand to make sure you don't jump the shark you know you don't want to end up like the walking dead season 10 11 12 13 whatever they're on now that show jumped the shark like 10 years ago but yeah it's it's very important to right. to and i don't i don't just have one thing like yeah. there's, there's mm-hmm. a different thing. Like I'm not said there's flow ride, there's angel her and there's many many goofy things that i've done to yeah. keep the, uh, the the brand fresh, the brand. I did appreciate. I did appreciate. By the way, when you were ripping a rod and Big Poppy thought he was taking collateral, you clarify that you weren't yelling at him. So there no, are no, no. there are boundaries here, right? I only go after people who are universally hated. Everybody yeah. hates a rod. That's easy. It's That's easy. You could say that Big Poppy's hated in Tijuana. I don't care about Tijuana. I live okay. in Philadelphia. Yeah. Right. Why was he hated in Tijuana? Who shot? It was a hit out for him. Yeah, oh, is that where that happened? I thought that happened like in the Dominican Republic. Oh, uh, maybe it was the Dominican Republic, but I thought he was going. I thought he goes to Tijuana a lot. He's mentioned on the broadcast. Oh, I don't know. Maybe somebody in the chat. Knows. Hey, Captain, what happened to the Bridesburg Post Office? The Bridesburg Post Office bar? Uh, no, it, burned, it burned down. Yeah, did it burn yeah, down? Oh. It burned down. It was called. Um, Wait, it was, it was called, a bar. It was called the. It was called the Post Office Cafe. It was like an old bar from the twenties. Oh. And uh, they had a fire in the kitchen three, four years ago. Oh, okay. And, uh, so I had yeah. the wrong. I was talking about like the actual United States Post Office of Bridesburg. I didn't even know there was a post office bar. Yeah, it was. A, I think it was the post office back in like the, the 1900s. And they just kept oh. the name as the post office cafe. Okay. All right, good. So we cleared that up. I thought the actual like United States, like mail, like where you go to drop off your boxes. I thought that burned down. So we've cleared up the confusion. Methane TV, uh, his girlfriend, uh, his girlfriend's dad was one of the owners, not of the government post office, but of the post office bar. Right. All right. Just so pretty, we yo, they had it. pretty good bar food. They really had, and they had nice TVs. It was a nice bar, and uh, I'm sad to see it go. Yeah. What's the uh, what's the status alert on on old Bridesburg right now? Get, let's do let's do a little Bridesburg corner, a little Bridesburg minute with the Philly captain. I know there were some boom parties a couple months ago back in the summer that was causing a ruckus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. What That's else is going on? There's, huh? there's there's nothing. Bridesburg's Mayberry in Philadelphia. That's why I live in Bridesburg. Um, occasionally. Yeah, they were having boom parties, which is where they have these cars with giant speakers blasting music. But that was like two miles away from Bridesburg. But Bridesburg's so quiet, we could hear the music. And we're like, hey, turn down that radio. That's that's Bridesburg. We're the old people. Get off our lawn, goddammit. We want peace and quiet. And uh, that that, really nothing much is going on in here. Uh, You know, we got the Memorial Day parade and... uh, (laughs) That's it. That's really it. That's all we got going on. All right. Well, your audio is starting to go again. I all really right. appreciate you yep. coming on. I Philly love you. Ca- Philly Captain on YouTube. Philly Captain on YouTube. Thank you. And TikTok. And TikTok. And fuck TikTok. I hate TikTok. Follow me on YouTube. Very right. anti-communist of you. I don't care. See you. Bye. I mean, an absolute legend. He's a legend. He's a legend of the game. And I've, I've, only, known, I've only known about it for a year and a half. And I, and I absolutely fell in love with the guy. I love how we didn't have to like come up with a rap or anything there because as soon as his audio just went to shit, we were like, all right, well, that's the end of the interview there. Third time. Listen, I'd rather went. more people's audio just go that are on this. You know, sometimes Bob uh, Wankel, he gets easy. a little long winded. Yeah, I'd love for his audio just to start cracking. You know, Bob, we got yeah. we got to go. You yeah. know, you talk about Reese Hoskins being a wall of famer again. Sorry, you got to go. You got to go. I'm glad, just glad we got some Bridesburg knowledge in on this show. Yeah, we cleared it up there. It wasn't the Bridesburg post office that burned down, like where I dropped off my boxes. It was the, it was, there was a bar there. So we got that all straightened out. Very Something tells me a lot of packages move through both. <laughs> yes, that's very, um, that's very true. That is very true. Yeah. All right. The WIP, we got to talk about it. What Biggest you, news no? right now. I mean, yeah. so this is the thing. I'm not a huge sports radio guy. 
but it still does numbers on the site. It, 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 you know, this is probably the biggest news. And I would say the last three or four years since I would say since Josh Ennis was here, right? This is probably the biggest news. I mean, this is a, this is a guy who's been around on it for 30 plus years on the radio has been number one in the sports uh, landscape for 30 plus years. Yeah. Uh, Angelo Cataldi, they're doing a new morning show. Kev, take yeah. it away. You, you've been on this since uh, the last couple of months. Well, you know, it's funny, man, because they, you know, they were supposed to announce a replacement in July. They kept pushing it back and pushing it back, and nobody really knew what was going on. You know, you had the Mike Missinelli news that kind of broke around the same time. Uh, so that ended up being the big radio story of the summer. And I just kept hearing from people, they like Joe DeCamera. They really like Joe. They like Joe DeCamera. They like the hammer, you know? So, I mean, every single story that we wrote about it, I'm like, I really don't know, honestly, but I keep hearing Joe's name. Um and ultimately, they went with that, right? But they moved. I I didn't know that they were going to move the entire. Uh, they they moved the entire midday show to morning. You know? Was the owl news um, surprising? Not to me, because you know he he was the he was the most attached to Angelo out of any of the other hosts. You know, I knew that Rhea was staying because she was under contract for another year, and Ava Graham they had already taken care of because they promoted her to assistant brand manager they call it brand managers like their term for program director so she works like as rod lakin's number two rod was the guy who replaced spike and um you know so james seltzer and john ritchie are going to mornings as well but they're keeping around uh al morgani's gonna stay in a different role um joe wechter the producer is sticking around too so i don't who's he producing I don't know because James is going to, they're not going to have two producers. Maybe James uh, is going to be on, on air. I'm not, I, maybe I got to call some people and clarify that, but uh, I didn't hear Jack shit about Jonesy. Did you see his name anywhere? Uh, you would know more than me of all okay. I've, all I've read is from what you wrote. Um, okay. Do you yeah, feel I, like, do you feel like you broke the news? No, no, I okay. can't claim it. I can't. You know claim it I, I, I think that's big of you to not do. Cause I don't think Adam Schefter can just write out, Hey, you know, I'm hearing that, you know, uh, AJ Brown is going to the Eagles. Like it's got to be like yeah. clear. But I heard this. Boom. If I if I claimed it, it would make me no better than Jason Dumas. Oh, that was rude. That's a Philly legend right there. Well, you know, I had forty percent of the Ben Simmons trade framer. I don't give a shit unless you get it to the finish line. You can't claim the scoop. Those are the rules, right? We're so. still waiting for those. Groups of, of people in the corner of in Camden. Of the well, the organized groups of fans may start showing up now because the Sixers look like dog shit through five games. But I um, really do. Do you think this? Um, do you think they will continue uh, WIP morning show supremacy? Do you think it's kind of just business as usual? They're just a monster over there. They're going to keep humming. Um, what do you think now with this new news? Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, WIP is winning across the board. Um, you know, they're winning every day part and pretty handily, uh, but it's an older audience. You know, it, it is an older audience. Uh, you know, they still the, the important demographic pagans is men 25 to 54. And in the uh, in the sales department, that's what your advertising rates are set on, you know, because when you get the ratings info back, it's there's a bunch of things. There's 18 to 34. There's 25 to 54. There's everybody. Right. But they focus the most on the men 25 to 54 because they've got the money to spend and they're, you know, whatever, like your 20 year old guy is not going out and buying a new Bradford white water heater, you know? So it's like, um, fanatic does a little bit better. John Kincaid show does okay. Or just does better with like 18 to 34 and they've got the YouTube stream as well. But, you know, WIP has always kind of landed the more coveted demographic, I guess. I think I think the interesting thing is, um, you know, do they keep doing like the morning zoo kind of stuff? Because DeCamera can do a little bit of the goofy stuff, but he's more like a just a knowledgeable, you know, sports dorky kind of guy. You know, that's the role that he plays. You know, I know everything about sports. He's very knowledgeable. He knows a lot about sports and about the history of it. Um but I don't really know. I don't know if like Eagles Shirley continues. I don't know if like Kenny from the Dirty Thirty gets to call up every day. I, I don't. I don't know if they're going to do that kind of stuff. So um, it's hard to say. But I think they got some options too in middays too. I mean, you could put Joe Giulio there. You know, Jack Fritz might might move up. Um, you know, what about I know the, the Hugh Douglas rumor from the Philly Sports Journal or Business yeah. Sports Journal. Yeah, that was. Um, you know. Uh, Jeff Jeff Blumenthal, who we had on the show, he he uh, noted that Odyssey contacted Hugh Douglas. Hugh, I think, is working for Odyssey in Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta, right? Yeah. Okay, so he 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 could have been an option to come back and do middays. Um, 
You think I'm, the Golic thing was real hot? So, yeah, here's my theory. I think that their plan A fell through um, because it was really weird. You know, they said they were going to make this announcement in July. Um, I kept hearing this Mike Golick, Mike Golick, Mike Golick. And so we just I just asked them both on Twitter, like, hey, you going to WIP? And they both said no. And then one of the Odyssey people got really pissed off and blocked really? me on Twitter. Yeah, and really? I'm like, yeah. I, so <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't have know. a fucking backbone. <laughs> but it, but it makes me wonder. It's like, okay, well, if somebody was sensitive about it, then maybe there was something there to begin with. You know, I don't really know. But it was funny because Golik's wife, Golik Senior's wife, went on Twitter then and said, "Hey, we almost ended up back on morning radio or or whatever that was." Right. So there was definitely smoke there. Like there was definitely something that was going on there because they wouldn't have just delayed the announcement three months if they knew that the camera was going to be the guy initially. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I, you know, regardless, I think it makes sense because like you promote from within, you're not spending a ton of money, right? They're, they're, that stock price is shitty. Odyssey is having some money problems. So you, I don't think you're in a position pegging to like replace a big salary with another big salary, you know? So you promote from within, then replace maybe the midday show with another promotion from within and maybe, you know, uh, you know, balance, balance the books a little bit more and make it look a little, a little better and probably still be the fanatic, you know? So I, I, I want strategically, I don't think it was the wrong, I don't think it was the wrong move. You know, I do want to talk to you about 97.5 because you said they are getting beaten across the board and you know, they, they spend a good amount of money to bring John Kincaid in. You know, they got Gargano on the books and you know, best show ever is best show ever. Um, would 97.5 ever close up shop and there would only be one sports radio station here because it just feels like if you're just getting your butts kicked throughout the board you've been doing it for multiple years now and i'm sure you know it, with with jamie lynch getting let go mikey miss getting let go and everything like there's obviously some cost cutting mo- uh, modules there there's guys from wmmr who've been there for 15 years they got let go uh, i think there's a country guy who le- got let go would they ever close up shop you think Ooh, man, that's a good question. I, you know, it's almost inconceivable to think that they would, you know, since it really wasn't that long ago that with like Mike Missinelli there and Harry and, and Bruno, um, you know, doing, doing relatively well and them, them being competitive with, uh, WIP for sure. But I don't, I don't think that they would go there first, you know, I mean, I think the music stations, they would probably move on first i don't know how many people listen to xtu i don't know how many country music fans there are in in this region you know 50 percent of this household does i'll tell you that preston and steve is a behemoth oh your girlfriend's a country in, uh, in the winter it's wild who listens to country in the winter she listens to country country music in the winter in the winter yeah it's it's wild oh do they even have winter in the south i don't even i don't even think of that they, they might get to like them? 55 45 sometimes in north carolina yeah. Yeah, Carrie Underwood doing a Christmas album. That would be weird. Um, yeah, right. I, um, you know, Preston and Steve are a juggernaut, right? And they extended them, right? They laid off Jackson, which a lot of people hated. Um, Pierre Robert is not going to be there forever. I mean, they've got their legacy stations. They've got MMR and and WMGK is is really popular. I don't think people realize this, but 1029 did really well. Wow. Is a is a very popular station. and um, Like the Bella or just like the music station? All of it. All of it, really. They laid off DeBella's producer, though, too. I think he was one of the big names who was laid off. And I think at XTU, it was uh, Charlie Max, I think, was the was the host. Um, I don't know what slot she did, but... Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. It's not looking... It's It doesn't look great for any of the stations, really. I mean, Odyssey's stock price is in the toilet. They have to shed salary, and they may have to move on from their you know podcasting arm, perhaps. Um, you know, Beasley is cutting salary everywhere and doesn't look to be an end in sight, so... I mean, I don't know, man. If there's a reckoning, it's probably probably going to be sooner rather than later because, um, you know, at least like financially, it looks like they're in you know a situation that they weren't even close to being in just like three or four years ago. Do you think it would be major cities? They would probably – that would be their uh, strategy, uh, Odyssey. They would just be around in major cities. I know they cut uh, – did they cut Green Bay or Wisconsin area? Yeah, um, yeah, it was Milwaukee. They had a Milwaukee. sports station out there that they got rid of all the it's local pretty, program. Honestly, big like, city. Well, and here's the thing that people should know too. Like WIP, like whenever we talk about Odyssey, like people should think of WIP separately from that because while WIP is owned by Odyssey, WIP is the strongest Philadelphia station that Odyssey has. You know, so if they were going to make cuts, they'd probably get rid of like the music stations first. 
you know? Um, oh, yeah. I don't, yeah, and I'm not, I'm sorry if I miscalculated, but I'm not saying WIP's in any fucking trouble. There's no, no, they're not. Happening. But like, I mean, if you, if you, that they build the most money out of, you know, the cluster of WIP, WPHT, KYW News Radio. What music stations do they have? They have like a B101, I think, you know? Oh, really? Uh, WM, um, WOGL they have as well too. Yeah. I mean like you, if, if you, if you ever had to come down to something like that, you would, you know, WOGL would be given to a computer and you know, you'd focus on what works like WIP, you know? So I, I, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I think there's, I think like there are the problems that both those stations are having just like a symptom of like what every radio company is going through right now, you know, any rumors on the JB Lynch front? Um, I think WIP is probably going to have a conversation with him. Um, I would say that. I know that they've been talking to a lot of different people for sure. Um, they have good leadership over there too. I mean, those guys are good. Like Rod Lakin's a good dude and David Yadgraf's a good dude. I don't know David Field, but uh, I think WIP would be smart to talk to Jamie and to go after Jamie for sure. Because, I mean, dude, you saw it. Like the responses to the stuff that we were doing when he got laid off. I mean, people like people the bro. that move. People yeah. love the bro. Yeah. Um, Mike Missinelli, yeah. any rumors around there? I, I can't imagine he goes back to WIP. It would have to be, it would have to take like convincing at the top, you know? Oh, wow. Um, really? Oh, so it extends that far? Yeah. I mean, like the old Andy Bloom was the old program director, could not stand Mike Missinelli, hated his guts. And Mike never would have gone back there while Spike was still in charge. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know if enough people have left or have cleared out to kind of mend fences there. I don't even know if Mike would want to do that anyway, but. One more before we before we're done. Mike Gill, you had a nice little uh, tweet about Mike Gill. Explain that whole situation. I think Mike would be great, man. I'm not I'm not just saying that because we've had him on here and because he's had me on and Bob on and, and other guys on his radio show. But Mike, who's doing 97.3 ESPN right now, came from WIP. He was and he was like an Angelo producer or something back in the day. His his story that he tells is that he organized the uh, the Dirty Thirty guys, got them all like like called them all or whatever, oh, and got really? them organized to go to go up to. New York to boo. Uh, Thanks for that, Mike. Really appreciate he, it, man. He deserves to blame for that. But Mike's show, Mike's show in New Jersey is actually very good. He doesn't take calls. It's actually similar to Kincaid's show, but they just he just has guests and co-hosts and they just talk. Mm. And I honestly think he's like at that age where he's not like a he's not like young like a Sal Chunis or like a Jamie or something like that. But he's not also not a dinosaur. Like he fits that middle age kind of just good smart sports talk thing that would work for a midday show i honestly think if you did to camera richie whatever mike gill and somebody in middays and then marks and reese in the afternoons i think that would be a really strong lineup i think Gilio, i think joe Gilio would be good on middays too like i think they got some options there so i i i've always been a Gilio guy I don't listen to him a lot but every time i've listened to him i i've always enjoyed it because i think even when people say he's got hot takes i think he does actually do his due diligence and he does his homework and he comes with this is the reason yeah. for my take and stuff and i think him and yeah. i know gill takes more guests and stuff or uh has more guests on and stuff but i think gill's really good where he can just fill like a three hour four hour show by himself because he's just he's so knowledgeable and he's a good speaker and everything so i think him he would be kind of like that that joe Gilio kind of type yeah. in a way yeah. and, and and you know joe Gilio, jack fritz was Gilio's producer uh before he moved uh before ben um can't remember ben's last name the other producer when he left uh afternoon show so you could put uh joe Gilio and jack fritz together in middays if you wanted to do that for sure and then just give nights to to somebody different um uh, they've got some, some. They've got some different ways they can go there, but yeah, they got to replace the entire midday show because the whole midday show is going to go into mornings. So never a uh, never a dull moment. I think the W. I think the fanatic would probably want to extend John Kincaid sooner rather than later. I know that there's somebody at WIP who has a contract coming up too, so there might be like a corresponding move here. So we'll see. You know, more, uh, radio radio wars uh, in the near future. Yeah. Oh, you lost. Oh, you can't. You can't hear me. Or I can't hear you. Oh, 30 second union segment. Are you timing me? Philadelphia Union, New York City FC. They're going to get revenge uh, in the Eastern Conference final coming up on Sunday. They're going to win two to nothing or three to nothing. I really do believe that they got their challenging game uh, out of the way. They beat Cincinnati when expectations, everything, all the pressure was on their shoulders quite different from the Phillies who were going in with house money and didn't have any expectations. I think the union had every, had a lot of weight on their shoulders and they got the job done. And to me, that was impressive. So uh, there's your 30 second union segment. Yeah. I'm back. Thank you for handling that. Thank you for everybody. Uh, anything else for today? 
No, nah, man. World Series. Uh, you know, Aaron Nola going in game one, I think, is probably the right move because you get Zach Weir the extra day of rest and yeah. whatever, you know. And so the, the, I, I think we litigated that already on Tuesday anyway, you know. So yeah, Aaron Nola game one, Mr. October. Yeah. So, uh, all right. That's we'll, get show. Big J, we'll get Big J Bob on next week to talk about it. Yeah, I know. I wanted to give people, you know, a little break from Bob. You know, he gets a little ornery sometimes when he has to do yeah. four shows in a row. He already did yeah. crossed up today. Yeah. Um, oh, here's here you go. Pat Egan seemed to have a subliminal remark about a new job. Could just be Pat's sense of humor. Could just be Pat's sense of humor. Or Pat Egan could have a new job. Will effort? <laughs> okay, Kevin's shaking his head. Yes. Will effort. Will effort right. Pat Egan. We'll right. we'll we'll tweet him. All right. I am Kyle. That was Kevin. Thank you, Dave, in the background on the ones to do. Thank you to the Philly captain. Oh, fuck. I almost just fell out of my chair. Um, fuck Philly captain's audio. But we'll be back on Tuesday when the Phils are up three games to zero. Have a good rest of the day. Have a great weekend. Dude.